Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Come on. Come on, somebody. Lift your voice to him. We love and adore you this morning, sweet Lamb of God. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Thank you, Jesus. You can be seated this morning. I want to preach by the help of the Holy Ghost. There is an unscapable end. Praise God. You know, the writer, is it okay if I just preach a little bit this morning, not get no big hurry, just preach a little bit? Praise the Lord. The writer of Corinthians said, The people of Moses sat down to eat and drink, and they rose up to play. And from that day to this day, people, friend of mine, never have stopped playing. People will do anything. They'll do whatever they got to do to search out to have a little fun, to gratify that old flesh, won't they? They travel hundreds of miles. Come on now. People will travel hundreds of miles. They'll brave all kind of weather. They'll do all kind of things just for a few moments of pleasure and enjoyment out of life. And it's okay to have fun in life, and it's okay to have vacations and all that. I'm for all that. But friend of mine, when we're trying to run from God to do the things that this old flesh wants to do, I'm telling you, don't please our God today. Do you hear me? I said, don't please our God today. Some people will pay the cost at any expense. Hello? To make themselves feel good. Praise God. We always play for uh, we always pay for the pleasures uh, of sin, the corn of sorrow. Hello, sinners will take uh, pains to go, friend of mine, to hell where us saints are trying to get to heaven. You hear me? Trouble with a little sin, it don't stay little. Hello, it always starts out little, but then, oh, come on now. But then it begins to grow and grow and grow. When all we can see is bad and everybody, uh, and all we can see is good in ourselves, uh, friend of mine, uh, you got a sin problem you need to get rid of. Uh, come on, friend. Uh, and when we always judging somebody, uh, come on, I said, when we always uh, are judging uh, our, oh, come on now. Uh, when we always are judging uh, our fellow saints, uh, and we can just see uh, all the negative little things in them, uh, I would say, to you today, uh, you got a sin problem uh, that you need to get in an altar uh, and let God uh, kind of mold something. Uh, let God kind of do a little something uh, in your life to help you. Uh. Come on, you ought to be seeing the good in them. Uh. What made you the judge? Uh, the only judge I know uh, is God himself. Come on, somebody. Reach out to him for a few minutes. You cannot play with that animal in you without fully becoming that animal. You can't play with falsehood without forfeiting, come on, your rights to truth. You play with the cruelty, uh, come on now, and you got a sane mind. Uh, before you know it, uh, your mind's going to be playing tricks on you, uh, and you're going to be doing things uh, you never thought you would do. Uh, who wants to keep his garden tied? 
mighty. Uh, friend of mine, don't resolve a plot uh, for weeds. You know, it's time I think that we kind of tidy our garden up a little bit. Come on and look and see some of those weeds of bitterness. And come on, some of those re weeds uh, of resentment. Uh, some of those weeds that, uh, a friend of mine, we can't see right. Uh, why don't you ask God to anoint thine eyes uh, with this eye salve that you can see in the spirit. Uh, and that you can see the things around you. Uh, come on, friend, that you would do right. Uh, the most expensive thing uh, in this world is sin. Well, I know this, this is not real popular, but I'm going to preach it anyhow. You hear me? I said, I'm going to preach it anyhow. I've been up half the night wrestling around with this, and I'm going to preach it. Praise the Lord. Then four, then four words with a great message. Sin now, pay later. Woo. Sin now, pay later. I'd rather get in an altar where I could find me some blood. I'd better get in an altar where I can find me a God that loves me. Come on, like they sing about this morning. Uh, come on, God's not going to overlook your sin. Sin's not going to enter in. It's remarkable. It's remarkable the way preaching sounds so personal when it begins to deal with sin, doesn't it? Sin must be dealt with. Either one or two ways, punishment or pardon. The wages of sin is death. We need to quit before it's a payday. I said we need to quit before it's a payday. The pleasures of sin are for a season, but come on now. But the wages are for eternity. Come on. Did you know wild oats never need any fertilizer? <laughs> That's the truth. I said wild oats don't need no fertilizer. A lot of people, you know, they'll go out and they'll do all that they can do for six odd days and then they'll walk in and think that everything's all right. Come on, friend. It won't be all right. Come on, when you're standing before that God of justice, praise God. The end eventually is going to come. Sin deceives, it defiles, it deadens, and it destroys. We have such a perfect opportunity this morning, praise God. In the end eventually is going to come whether it be mentally where it be death or where it be judgment it's all going to come to us one day and I'm telling you this thing is wrapping up so fast we don't have any time left to decide uh, if we're going to sin uh, or if we're going to get right uh, we just got to get on the right side of God today uh, I said we just need to get on the right side of God today uh, we just need to get out of the sin business uh, come on I know what some of you saying today uh, we all got the Holy Ghost uh, but you know what there's still sin sitting in this house uh, there's still sin that can kill uh, this revival that God wants to give uh, I said there's still sin uh, I said it killed the revival. Uh, come on for the children of Israel uh, because of one man uh, wanted a wedge of silver uh, or a wedge of gold uh, and a little bit of silver uh, and a Babylonian garment. Uh, it killed revival uh, for them that day. Uh, one person dragging uh, that same thing in uh, day in and day out. Uh, won't you let God uh, get rid of your sin today? 
Come on, friend. Come on, come on, come on. God wants to give us revival. Uh, but he's saying, hey, I need to take care of the sin business uh, in order for you to get what you need to get. Uh, if we got sin in our lives, uh, when the new babies begin to come in, uh, we'll gobble them up uh, like they're not. Come on. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody ought to be saying, God, help me. Come on, examine me today, God. Come on, friend. The end's going to come to the rich and the poor. The end's coming to the sick and the well. The end comes to the young and the old. The end comes to the affluent and the destitute. You hear me? The end comes to the famous. Praise the Lord. Come on. Nothing can stop it. Nothing can hold it back. Nothing can detour it. Nothing can make it miss its mark. You hear me? Come on. One day we're all going to stand before him. We're all going to stand before him. And I want to hear him say, well, good, though. Come on now. Thy faithful servant. I want him to say, go ahead and enter into the joys of the Lord. But you know what? If I've been one of those people that's sidestep conviction and sidestep sin, and every time, like I said the other night, some people are going to drag their sins all the way to judgment with them. You know why? Because they're too, too stubborn to get rid of what God wants to do for them. Come on, sometimes it's not even a pride thing. It's just your stubbornness. Praise God, a woman, come on, to come down to an altar. I'm telling you, this altar is for everybody. It's just not for a select few. Come on, I said this altar is for everybody. The first thing that you've seen when you walk, come on, to the tabernacle was a brazen altar. Uh, nothing could be done until they went to that place right there. Come on and begin to kill. Oh, come on now. Until they had the blood and the blood was on them. And then they went to that lab and began to walk. Come on, friend. That was the first thing the priest seen when he looked out the door was a brazen altar. We all need an altar, but you know what? A lot of people sidestep that altar. Say, well, you know what? If I go down there, everybody's going to think, you know what? If I had something in my spirit and I know I had it, Come on, and I've been coming in day in and day out, and I've been trying to hoodwink everybody around me and make everybody think that I'm so holy and I'm so spiritual, praise God. A friend of mine, I'd run to an altar. I'd crawl to an altar if I had to. I said I'd crawl to an altar if I had to, and I'd say, God, get that out of me. I've got to make it. My family's got to have revival. If I've got sin in my life, how in the world can my family have revival? How can my church have revival when I'm sitting here on sin? When I'm sitting here with bitterness? I'm sitting here with anger? I'm sitting here with envy and jealousy? It's driving all the other things. Come on, they come in and creep in. God, help me today and get this out of my system. Come on, friend. Tell you when a guy goes in the woods and he begins to mark those trees for that contractor, he marks them trees for falling. When that machine goes up to him, he's got that tree laid And we're all in for a great fall unless we let God do something for us. 
Hear me? We're all in for that today. You know, a man went for a checkup. He went to see his doctor and to get his results. And the doctor said, I've got bad news and I've got worse news. And the man said, well, give me the bad news first. I'd rather have the bad first before the worst. And the doctor said, well, the bad news is you only have 24 hours to live. Mm. At this, this man jumped up. He was just totally at all. How in the world can I do all the things I need to do in 24 hours? wonder if that was us and we knew we only had 24 hours. How would we respond? What would you do this morning if Jesus was standing in this pulpit talking to you? How would you respond? Would you respond by the way you are right now? Just by, <laughs> that's all right. How would you respond if you knew you only had 24 hours? Friend, I wouldn't get up off my face if I knew I had things in my heart. Come on. Friend, I'm telling you, I, I, when I read of what Paul said, he feared that he wouldn't even make it. That's a fearful statement to me. I, I'm telling you, friend, I'm trying to live as close as I can to God. And, and I'm trying to make sure that I don't have something in my heart that I'm not letting anything creep in. But, friend, I'm telling you, this hour that we're in, you got to stay prayed up. Because if you don't stay prayed up, you can get an attitude just like that. If you don't stay prayed up, you can get an attitude with another preacher. Come on. If you don't stay prayed up, you can get an attitude with the one sitting beside you. Uh, if you don't stay prayed up, you can even get an attitude with your wife, your children. Uh, come on, friend of mine. You get, begin to bark and you begin to do all the things you would do that you ordinarily wouldn't do if you were prayed up. Come on. We need to get prayed up. I said, we need to get prayed up. You know what, friend of mine? We need to be broken before God. I'm not coming. I'm not talking about coming down here shedding some tears and, and snotting around a little bit. But I'm talking about really broken. I said I'm talking about really broken. When we get up, we can. And somebody looks at us. They say, I know something happened to them. Come on, I know something happened to them uh, because when they went to that altar, uh, there was something that happened to them. Uh, and something begin to get broke up in them. Uh, they begin to get rid of that stuff they needed. To get rid of. Uh, come on, friend, if we're going to have revival, uh, we got to let God break us up. Uh, I said, we got to let God break us up. Uh, we got to let God get this stuff out of us. Uh, we got to let, come on, we got to have victory uh, over the sin in our lives. Uh, we got to have victory uh, over the things. Uh, come on, to keep tugging at us. Uh, come on, some of you are in a tug of war uh, with good and bad. Come on, reach out to him, somebody. Well, some of you are in a tug of war. Come on, tug of war. Praise the Lord, a tug of war. Praise God. How in the world can I get my affairs together in 24 hours? He said, I can't believe this. This is just too much for me to. And he said, well, you ready for the worst of the news he said yeah he said well you're supposed to have been dead yesterday <laughs> how come we always make jokes that 
at hell, death. People do it all the time. I've heard people say, well, we're going to be playing cards and we're going to be doing all this in hell. No, you're not. I read my Bible. My Bible says it's, it's going to be a place of torment and pain. Come on. And everything that you want right now, you're going to want it there, but you're just not going to be able to get it. It's not going to be available to you. Come on. Like one man said, when I die, I don't even want to be there. Come on, sometimes the end comes very quickly mentally, doesn't it? I've seen good people that served God for years and some little bitty something got them and just destroyed them mentally. Totally mentally. They'd come. They'd come to church, but the preacher never touched them. They was never moved by the word, come on, because of that thing. I'm asking you today, come on, does the word move you the way it's supposed to move you? Does the word still move us? Have we gotten so used to the manna that the manna doesn't affect us the way the manna used to affect us? Come on, that's what the children of Israel, they got so used to the manna, they began to gripe. Come on, about the very thing that God was giving them, the very thing that God was feeding them with. They began to gripe and murmur and complain about that. Does the manna still touch us? Does the manna still move us the way it's supposed to move us? Does it? Come on, does the manna still move us the way we need to be moved by it? Have we gotten so used to, come on, having such good services? Have we got so used to the miracles? Uh, have we got so used to seeing people get the Holy Ghost? Uh, have we gotten so used uh, to sitting on our sin uh, that the Word does not dig us up uh, the way the Word used to dig us up? Uh, does not the Word uh, still prick your heart uh, and make you want to look from the inside out? Uh, does the Word still Speak to your heart. Come on, somebody. Does it? Does it? You know, the prodigal son, it was fun while it lasted, but it didn't last. His money, when it was gone, nobody loved him. Nobody wanted to have nothing else to do with him. He was down. He was out. He sold vanity and he reaped emptiness hello his wild oats had ripened into a famine and his purchase you know what his purchase was was his friends turning to grunting swine the alarm on the good time clock had chimed into bad times the time to pay the fiddler now but the music don't sound near as good does it It doesn't. Praise God. You begin to think about it. It may be good to the last drop, but that last drop is the killer. The last drop that holds the dregs of sanity and the venom of a nervous breakdown. Come on. Did you know that we hold on to so many things that we should be given to God? And I told you before when, when I was here Oh, a month ago or whenever, about a month ago, I guess, I, I told this church, whatever you hold in your hands and you hold back from God, God cannot do anything with it. 
we have to be willing to say, here it is, God. But you know what? We hold so many things, and we hold on to them, and it drags us down to where we don't have the victory that God wants us to have. I said, we don't have the victory that God wants us to have. I'm telling you, there's some things uh, I learned a long time ago that when my children got grown that I couldn't live their life no more, Brother Riggin. And it really bothered me, praise the Lord, because I want everything good for my children. But there come a time when I said, God, there's nothing that I can do any longer. I'm putting them in your hands. I can't do anything about it. But you know what? There's so much. We'll hold on to that and we'll say, well, I can do this this and I can do that. Won't you put it in God's hands? Uh, come on and say God, now I'm going to put it in your hands uh, and when I put it in your hands, I want you to give me a peace of mind, God to know that it's in your hands uh, and it's out of my hands now uh, and I'm putting it there uh, and I'm going to let you do what you know uh, that you need to do uh, because you know how to do things better uh, than I do, God. But we walk in here sometimes just we're so loaded down we're so loaded down. We need to learn how to say, God, here it is. God, here it is. Uh, that way I can come in. Come on. A lot of times we walk in uh, and we can't even hardly lift our hands uh, because we're so weighted down uh, by all this stuff that we need to give to God. Uh, some people are so weighted down with the sin uh, that so easily besets them. Uh, come on, that weight. Uh, some people walk in uh, like this because they can't stand upright uh, because they're unequal. Uh, they got more sin on this side than good on this side. Come on, friend. God wants to help you today. Uh, he said, hey, you can put this in an altar. Uh, you can have victory over things uh, that you've never had victory over. Uh, there's people sitting in here uh, that's battled battles uh, for years and years and years and years uh, and you've never found victory over it. Uh, it's because, uh, friend of mine, you're not willing to give it. You're not really willing to give it to God. Uh, but God said, let me have it. on my lord hadn't that mountain gotten ugly isn't that scenery ugly aren't you tired of looking that same old scenery I know after a while you just think this is just your lot in life oh no 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 that's what the enemy would want you to think there is a such thing called victory I said, there is a such thing called victory. A lot of times we don't have victory because we're not doing what God wants us to do. Come on, friend. You know, worldly pleasure is like a sweet smell of rose. When you smell it, it smells so good. But it's got its thorns. I said, it's got its thorns. Sin's like a bee. It has honey, but it also carries a sting. Sin offers pleasures, but the end gives grief. Come on. Pleasure's good. Come on. For spices and food and all that good stuff. Praise God. Come on, somebody reach out to him right now. Boy, I feel like something in the Holy Ghost. Come on. When God filled you with the Holy Ghost, He filled you with the Holy Ghost to change you, not to keep hanging on to that sin that you're doing. 
He did not fill you with the Holy Ghost. When we keep playing around with our sin and we keep doing those things that God, come on, has come to deliver stuff, you're slapping mercy and grace in the face. I said, you're slapping mercy and grace in the face. You're saying, hey, this salvation's good, but I still want to do some of these things I'm doing. Come on. I'd suggest to you to go back to the altar and get you another good dose of the Holy Ghost. Because friend of mine, when I got the Holy Ghost, I wanted to change. There were so many things about my life that I hated. And friend, it didn't it, take me long to start just, just getting rid of things just as quick as I could get rid of them. And friend, I, that was me. Friend, I said that was me because when I got the Holy Ghost, friend of mine, I, I didn't want uh, to care about the worldly pleasures. And I didn't want that old sin junk that was in my life. I just want to get as close as to God uh, as I can get. Uh, I'm still trying to get as close as to God uh, as I can can get. Uh, I realize every day that I wake up, uh, he's given me another opportunity uh, to be able to talk to him, commune with him, uh, come on to sup with him. Did you know uh, this hour that we're in, uh, God is calling out. Uh, it was just like God spoke to me the other day when I was praying. Uh, he said, I want to sup with my people, uh, but they don't want to sup with me. God's lowly, church. God's lowly. And we're just giving them no passive prayers. God's lowly. He said, I would like for my people to sup with me, but they don't want to. We're busy. Come on, son. Come on. Come on. Come on. Man, it just broke my heart. I just started crying, God, I want to sup with you. I want you to sup with me. I don't want to just go through emotion. It's too many times we just go through the ritual of church and we never really have church. Because we know, come on, we can come down and we can come to an altar. And we can act like we put something in the altar and after a while we get up and we go right back to our pew the same way uh, that when we come to the altar. It's time to stop playing church. Come on, it's time to get real with you and God. God's looking for some real people today. It's willing to say, hey, God, you're talking to me today. Those that get real to get something this morning, but those, friend of mine, uh, that are worried about people in the church looking at them, uh, coming down to an altar, getting broken, uh, you won't get nothing. That old prodigal tasted the bitter dregs of failure. Failure, I can't live for God the way I need to live for God. That's the enemy lying to you. Friend of mine, can I tell you if you could stay in an altar? Come on, if you could come to an altar. You know, a lot of times we don't even want to come to an altar. We say, I, I don't want to go down that altar. I, I think I'm all right. Uh, but, friend, if we can just stay, come on, in a place where we can commune with God and God talk to us. 
that old prodigal race down the road, down the street to find a dead end, friend of mine. Come on, you're going down a dead end road. The prodigal came to the end of the rope and tied a knot in the end, but he still could not hold on. Yes, the prodigal tasted the venom of an ill-wasted life, and he came to himself, and he thought about his father's house. There's many that come to their sits and never think about the father's house. They find themselves loaded down with the guilt, condemnation. They're disappointing, come on, their disappointment to themselves and those that know them. They live in shame and dejection if they only knew about the father's house. We're in the father's house today. Come on, the alcoholic came to himself and saw what he had done to his wife and his family. You know what he did? He cut his throat, never hearing about the father's house. The drug addict in his last throes of torment and pain because of being addicted, overdosed, never, 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 never hearing the father, knowing that there was a place called the father's house. The enemy used to try to get me to kill myself. He'd tell me, just put just a little bit more, just a little bit more in that syringe, and you're going to find that piece that you've always been looking for. It used to get in my ear all the time. Come on, I said it used to get in my ear all the time. I remember being a kid somebody real close to me i remember them laying back on that couch with that shotgun in their mouth and asked me could you just help me pull the trigger come on friend that enemy will lie to you until you can find some peace you're not the blue collar worker was caught Red-handed fraud embezzlement leaps out the window to plunge to his death, never hearing about the father's house. I point you here today. The father has plenty to spare. I stand in the path like a flagman this morning on the highway, and I'm waving. I'm waving. Come this way. Come this way, come this way, come this way, come this way. Cast all your cares upon him, for he careth for you. What shall the end be to them that obey the gospel of God? If the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? That ought to be, come on, something to raise the antenna up in your heart this morning. Oh, prodigal. Come on, oh, dear backslider this morning, my precious friend. You know, it had been better for them not to even know the way of righteousness than after they have known it, turn from the holy commandments delivered unto them. It's better that you never even knew it.
done sat through too much. Come on. Sitting in this service this morning, you done found out way too much of sitting in this service this morning to turn your back. Come on, on, on. On God this morning. You know, when the unclean spirit came out of the man, he walked through dry places, seeking rest, finding none. He said, I'll return to my house once I came. And when he cometh, he findeth swept and garnished. Then goeth he and taketh him seven other spirits more wicked than himself. They entered in and dwelt there. To live in a backslidden, backslidden condition leaves you open to Satan's attacks. Seven spirits more wicked than the unclean spirit. How will they affect you? Come on, somebody needs to start praying right now. I'm getting done. I'm just close. Close them right now. How, 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 how? Friend of mine, how? How will they affect your life? What will they eventually do to you? How can a human body contain seven more worse spirits than the first? This is just me. But when I got the Holy Ghost and God filled me with the Holy Ghost and delivered me of the rotten person that I was and all the junk that I was and everything that was within me, I felt like I had one shot at this. One shot. A lot of people play around with God. And I felt like, Brother Riggin, I've got one shot at this and I'm going to make it good. I said, I'm going to make it good. I refuse to give in. I refuse to let anything steal what God's given me. We're out of time. I refuse in this end time right now. Come on. There's a lot of people falling right now. Come on. They're getting all the way up there to the threshold of the door. A lot of people die right there at the threshold because they're not willing to take a good look at the inside. Come on. God's asking us this morning. God's asking this morning, can... Can he take a look at you? Will you let him examine you? Come on, this altar's open right now. Multitudes. The person you were. Before you knew God. Listen to me this morning. Before you come down here, just listen to me for a few minutes. If you're going to come down here and you are going to bow your knee, let God break you up. Let God break you up. That way when you get up, you're not the person that you was when you got down. Please let God break you up this morning. Sir, I plead with you today. Close the door. Sir!